Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Majo Alanis with Beyond Juicery and Eatery. Welcome. Hello. Um, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about Beyond Juicery and Eatery. Um, what are you doing for folks? Um, well, we're uh, a smoothie, juice, uh, salad, and wrap um, franchise. Uh, we started back in 2005. Uh, gained some traction. Um Right around 2014, we started um, building the franchise model. And um, in 2018, we opened our first franchise. We have five corporate locations and um, we've doubled in size for the last three years. And yesterday we opened our uh, 29th location. We have uh, 12 more under construction. Now, what's the, uh, how'd you come up with the concept? Boy, that was a, that's a, that's a story that, uh, it started way back when uh, I first started uh, first started working. I, I started off washing dishes when I was 15 years old, and I quickly learned what people did and did not like to eat. Um, I would see it in the bus tubs. Fast forward, I uh, throughout my career, I always wanted the next guy's job, from prep cook to cook to manager to GM. Um, worked every aspect of the restaurant business, bartender, server, the guy that came in the middle of the night and cleaned. Um, but I, um, I, I started noticing around 2005 to right around 1999, uh, 2000, I started seeing people throwing away their hamburger buns and French fries. I noticed it in the bus tubs and I went to the customer and I asked, why are you throwing it away? Cause back then we were filling the plate with French fries. I was in the, in the bar industry and, um, they wanted to substitute a salad or they were just trying to eat healthier. And that concept didn't really hit me until um, I was hiking a mountain and we'd come down from the mountain and I would go, uh, we'd go to a juice bar. We were in Arizona at the time and I would, uh, we'd go to this juice bar and I thought it was fantastic. I liked the way it made me feel. And I come back home to Michigan and I'm driving up uh, one of the major arteries and I realized there wasn't a place to buy a banana. There wasn't a place that if I wanted a quick salad for lunch, or uh, a banana or a smoothie or a juice, it just was not available. And that's when the idea was born. So now a lot of kind of healthy uh, eating places and drinking places are popping up. What What is separating you guys? So um, for for us, we, we work every day on clean products. We make our own salad dressings. Uh, we manufacture our own juice. We don't have any preservatives in it. Um, we're, we're as clean as we possibly can get. Now is, um, is that a kind of a corporate culture thing? Is that you personally, is that how you live? Um, yes. Well, so that's funny. You should say that. I think it's the way that a lot of us want to live, that they want to have those options. Um, and when I have two young kids and when it's time to eat and we want to decide where we want to go. Uh, it's not always to where we want to go, but there's always that option. And we, that's what we 
consider ourselves as having that option for people when they want to eat better. You can go to our place and have something that's not so healthy. You can have something that um, our, we're where healthy food meets quality. And then, uh, so the menu, is it, it changes every season based on what's available? Like, how do you manage the uh, kind of availability of fresh and clean uh, so ingredients? As we scale, that, that is a challenge. We have a quarterly um, offering that comes out. Uh, our core menu stays the same, but we, we run a new, uh, a new seasonal item um, every quarter. Now, are you finding that the public it, is actually kind of investing in their own health in this way? Or is it something that people say, yeah, I want to eat healthy, but they never really end up eating healthy? I think that's uh, twofold. I think when we look at um, our kids today from the ages of 10 to 15, I think that they're more conscious of looking at the label, more conscious. And I think in the next five years, we're going to see that uh, what's in our foods it's going to be, um, has to be more transparent than ever. And what's an example of, of something that isn't as transparent as maybe people think it is? Um, when you're talking like, like salad dressings, uh, how, how are they manufactured? What's inside the salad dressing? Um, is it clean? Is it, are they using preservatives? And that, is that something that you find that um, maybe is frustrating for you since you are kind of going this extra step of trying to be as clean as you can? Is that a lot of maybe bigger brands that have more um, resources are trying to pretend to be kind of healthy and clean, but in actuality, they may not be really living up to that standard? Yeah. So, you know, well, I believe that once you try the product and taste it, they don't know. They don't know why they come back. They just know that they like it because there's a this fresh taste. There's a, a fresh feel from the design of the to the restaurant to um, your experience inside the store, and it's. They don't know why, but they can they can tell the difference once they eat it. Now, is is the prospective franchisee? Is it somebody who is this kind of fitness person that's living a healthy wellness oriented life? That's a plus, um, but not necessarily. Um, what they do, our franchisees recognize it. And like I said, I think that majority of, of uh, the people here um, want the opportunity to live a, live a healthier lifestyle. And that's what it came from for me was I was in the bar restaurant industry. And when I wanted something healthy, it just wasn't there. You know, so... I made something more as a hobby in the beginning that when I got done working out, there was a place that I could go to and get a smoothie or get a juice or have a salad for lunch. Fast food back then, nobody had a, nobody had a salad on the menu. I think uh, right around 2003 to 2005 is when Wendy's came out with their salad. It was the first time that I actually saw a salad on a fast food menu. And then where did you start? Where was this kind of born? Uh, Birmingham, Michigan. So it was born in uh, Michigan, and there wasn't a lot of kind of healthy choices around you, like you were kind no. of. No, so when when I opened, it was uh, uh, I think I had twenty customers uh, coming in, and uh, I thought I made the biggest mistake in my life because I came from the restaurant bar industry where people come in and they don't have one 
they have one after another. And when they come to eat, they order an appetizer, they bring four people. So imagine my sales when somebody comes in and buy a $4 smoothie back then, and I only had 20 customers throughout the entire day, I made the biggest mistake of my life. What I did realize was is I had to get the product in the people's mouths. And in order to get the product in their mouth, I did anything and everything I possibly could. I, I put an A-frame out on the sidewalk and I tilted, I twisted it so the only way that they could turn was towards the door. So as they were walking down, they had to actually turn towards the door. And as they turned towards the door, we were there with samples. Give it a try. Here you go. Uh, before you know it, we started getting um, the kids and uh, we called them soccer moms and um, and then the business people and they'd be walking in and it was it was something new that you haven't actually had anywhere else at that time, especially in, in our area. It was it was busy on the, in the Sunshine State um, and on the coast, but not in the Midwest. Now, are, do you partner with uh, other businesses in the community or other uh, organizations in the community? Is that part of how you go to market? Um, so that is a strategic plan of ours. We love partnering with um, established businesses. Um, back in the beginning, um, we had smoothies on our menu named after the businesses that were um, patronizing us. So is that part of the kind of uh, standard operating procedure for a franchisee is you tell them to kind of immerse themselves in the local community, maybe partner with some fitness, uh, you know, organizations or some schools or high schools or teams? You got it. There shouldn't be a reason why any kid that goes to school in your territory that doesn't get a free smoothie when school starts. There shouldn't be a gym membership that uh, doesn't get uh, a free smoothie for signing up. There shouldn't be a kid's swim club, soccer team, baseball team that's that you're not part of. Uh, I, I tell the franchisees, until, you're, until you can't answer your phone anymore, you should be giving out your cell phone to everybody. That's, I think that's the number one thing that actually differentiates us from other brands is that we want you to be part of the community. You need to be part of the community. And um, when it comes time, like there is no other choice. It is us. Now, is that prospective franchisee, are they um, kind of, is this their bit main business or is this kind of a, a complementary brand and a portfolio of brands? So we have um, a mix and match of that. We have some that's actually exited other uh, brands and started building, um, building their business inside of ours. Uh, we have one-offs that uh, they bought, they love the brand and they bought it and they're the person that's actually behind the counter. We have, uh, we sold Ohio. Ohio was 20 stores and they were uh, a big company and they're building the brand at five stores per year. Um, they're actually opening one um, tomorrow, Green, Green Ohio. And so it's it's a combination. So you, you, you don't have a preference. You just need somebody that really kind of believes in the culture and the mission and really wants to serve healthy food and drinks to their community? It's, it's, um, it's, it's being there and um, being the face of the business and having a good operator that is going to smile. Um, we've, I like to say that we've, we've done it over the past 15 years. We've done all the work to make sure the menu's correct, the flavor profiles are correct, the pricing is correct, um, we've got the labor in line and your job is to execute the plan and take care of the guests. 
And um, how do you see kind of uh, growth coming now as we come out of this pandemic? Is it, uh, are you guys uh, pretty aggressively expanding? So when the, when the pandemic hit, um, I remember sitting in the office and I, I, the, the way that I can describe it is we were on a 747 and it was heading straight to the ground. And um, we were debating on cutting labor, cutting corporate overhead, cutting like we couldn't see it, couldn't see the other side. And uh, my director of operations came in and said, hey, Majel, that goes completely against our core values. Like we do what others won't. And we should be thinking in the opposite way. And I said, you're absolutely right. Um, we didn't cut anybody. We, um, we, we broke up into groups. Uh, we broke up into pods and we weathered the storm. I uh, took a look at four week cast every single Sunday and decided um, guaranteed the employees their, uh, their wage for that time, set up meetings, got closer with our vendors. I remember, I remember at one point my mainline distributor came in and I said, how's everybody else doing? And he said, there is nobody else, Majo, you're my only client. Said same thing with the produce company. We were able to pivot and switch. We uh, moved uh, app um, usage completely through the roof. Uh, we created, um, we listened to the customer. I had people calling customers, the top 10% of our customers every day, asking them what they want, what they need, um, if there's anything we can do for them. We uh, expanded our delivery. We uh, created curbside for us. We actually put a little grocery store because we had all the products from lemons to oranges to tortillas, cheeses, meats. At one point, we actually had toilet paper we realized that people were at home and uh, the kids were driving them crazy. So we actually made, we call them kits or in-home smoothie kits where they can pick them up from the store. We'll deliver them to your house. And you gave your kid an activity to do. There was coloring books. We sold, um, uh, we realized the moms were stressed out. So we actually created a charcuterie kit. We had 11 versions of that charcuterie kit that we sold over the course of the year. Uh, it was probably our grand slam. Um, that uh, Friday nights, the moms can have it delivered to their house or the family because we were all in pods at that time. Um, and we also had somebody else calling the franchisees every day. Um, and we had somebody else calling our employees and our general managers, walking them through a um, situation that none of us have been through, but just letting them know that we're there for them. And if there's anything that they need, that we, we would do it. And I knew that we get to the other side of this, we're gonna have more opportunity than we can handle. And um, that's where we're at right now, is we have opportunity and we're building the infrastructure that uh, we're in two states now, uh, just left a meeting where there'll be a third state here shortly and uh, our three-year goal is to be in eight, eight states. Um, and uh, it's not if, it's, uh, it's, it is going to happen. So now if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation about this opportunity with you or somebody on the team, what's the website? Uh, Beyondjuiceryandeatery.com. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. 